The whole Naylor show, first one remote. Obviously, I'm in the UFL, literally in my hotel room. Yes, the lighting isn't the best. Yes, the camera isn't the best. Hopefully, by next week, we have all that figured out. On the other line, Ariel Epstein is about to join us, the prop queen. Sports gambling coming legal March 11th in North Carolina. Hope you enjoy the show. If not, as always. Holden Naylor's turns, and Holden will take off and run himself. He's at the 40-yard line. Holden Naylor's to the 30. What can he do? 20, 10, 5, touchdown Pirates. There's local politics, bud. It's showtime! Episode 8. Man, time flies. I am in Dallas for the UFL, which we will get to in just a few minutes. But, hey, big news. March 11th, coming soon, and we had to get the best sports gambler that we knew, a friend of the show, a friend of mine for a while now, Ariel Epstein, NBA TV, MLB TV, and everything in between. Ariel, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. It's a little weird. I'm on the opposite end. Usually I ask you the questions, Holt. I know. I know. It's uh, It's been crazy. It's crazy. Full, full circle moment for sure, but appreciate you joining. I uh I was telling them earlier, I was like, as soon as we tweeted it out, like you were one of the first people to reach out and be like, I'd love to come on. So I appreciate you doing it. We, we saved you for this moment right before it becomes legal. So um, to talk about gambling and stuff. So first, the, the obvious question is advice for new sports gamblers. Uh, what advice do you have for these people that are about to be, you know, it's a new world of sports gambling. A lot of people look at it and follow the lines, but now they can actually put money into it. So what's your advice to them? Start smart. Make sure to listen to people that may be a little smarter than you and don't place these ginormous bets. Try to start a little small. See where you're good at betting. Some sports you're going to be better at than others, and that's okay. It's okay to ask other people for advice. Don't think you're going to make money on these 10 leg crazy parlays. Sure, if you want to do it for fun for 10 bucks, okay. But that's not how you're going to make your money. You make your money making smart bets where you look to a side, a total, a prop, and that's where you can find some edges. Not trying to find 10 different games to put together in a parlay and make a big payout. Well, I kind of feel attacked right now. I was <laughs> I was looking forward to going after the, the big ones. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's great advice, and uh, we should probably take that 100%. Caden, Jack, y'all got anything? I agree the 10-leg parlays. I think Saturdays in college football season, I always have a retirement parlay, and I've <laughs> never hit. I have hit, like, I put $5 one time, and I cashed out for, like, two grand on a 10-legger, and I thought it was awesome, and I was like, why not? I got, you get addicted to it, and you're like, ah, you can only do one one a week retirement parlay, but Ariel, I'm kind of... I'm kind of curious, how did you get started out in the whole sports betting and what kind of attracted you to it and you got found, you know, fall in love with it? So I've always loved playing fantasy sports. We were behind here in New York, didn't get sports betting until the pandemic in 2020. However, in 2019, that was around when New Jersey started to get big with sports betting. I started, instead of fantasy sports where you essentially need like a nine-leg parlay to hit because you need all nine players to do well in DFS, in your fantasy leagues. This way, I only had to bet one player. I could bet against the book and not bet in daily fantasy against 250 other people in a tournament. So I would drive <laughs> my car to the New Jersey gas stations where I would sit there and place bets. It was also somewhat of a career move. After I left New Bern Greenville area where I was the anchor at WCTI, I ended up unemployed. I didn't know what to really do with my career, but I knew I wanted to stay on air. Sports betting wasn't big yet. I said, okay, everyone's in fantasy. I'm going to learn a part of the market that can be that easy transition, which was props because the props market is like fantasy. So it's the easiest thing for people to transition over to and that's kind of where things started to blow up yeah that, that's, that's pretty awesome what sport would you say first you really dove into on the props definitely baseball it was actually what put me on the map and got me called prop queen i did not create the prop queen thing for myself i actually <laughs> despised it until everyone made me keep it because people actually started to try to steal it 
So I ended up trademarking it. But anyway, Prop Queen started because of strikeout props in baseball. Strikeout props were such a great little niche market that the sports books didn't really catch on to until probably about a year or two ago. But the first couple of years I did it, I was hitting strikeout props at like 65, 70%. And people were going crazy. I even had people from Las Vegas who have been betting for years who would DM me asking me <laughs> what my strikeout prop of the day was. So it Dang. was really baseball that started it all. I actually followed, that's where I found you was on the prop, the baseball prop queen. I was following your strikeout props. And I didn't even realize like you, you got your startup in Greenville and you know you had the connection to the area. I was just tracking it and tracking it. And I saw you on high heat and everything. Um, and I was like, then I found out your connection. I was like, no, no freaking way. Like, how is that even a thing? So I thought that was- I'm telling you guys, I know that a lot of you are in this little like black hole of Greenville. Everything goes back there. I am in New York <laughs> and I have gone to New York, Florida, Texas, you name it. Everywhere I go, someone ties back to Greenville, North Carolina or Eastern North Carolina. It's bizarre. I love That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, G Vegas. Um, so as a quarterback, honestly, like you go through when you're like game plan and stuff, you go through and you watch the D line, then you watch the uh, secondary, then you watch the linebackers and you try to get tendencies and stuff. I want to know, like, that's my checklist as a quarterback. What is your checklist as a gambler, as a sports gambler? I love that you phrased it that way because there are so many players who are former players that I work with at MLB Network who always think that I'm crazy when I bet certain ways because they see it from the athlete perspective. They don't see it from the sports book perspective. Every sport is different. So let's say with football. In the NFL, I'm gonna look at the teams that are top 10 and bottom 10 offensively and defensively. I see where the good matchups are. The thing is with football that makes it more difficult than something like MLB is football, there's a game plan involved. Whereas NBA and MLB, they may have a game plan, but players are very much who they are. Football, it changes every week based on the playbook and how matchups are. So you have to think a little bit more to the playbook like a player, which could help a little bit. In baseball, I just I track a lot of what I call fishy line moves. So in the NBA and MLB, I look at how lines move overnight. I take a snapshot of the odds the night before. I see how the lines move overnight. I do have a way of seeing how much money and bets are coming in on each side. So if I see that, let's just say, for example, as we're recording this tonight, the 76ers are facing the Celtics and the Sixers don't have their MVP, Joel Embiid. Yet the line moved a point in favor of the Sixers who are on the road in Boston. So that to me would be a fishy line because the public is going to say, oh, Boston's winning this game by a million. There's no way that the Sixers are <laughs> in with the, with the Celtics. Well, why is the line moving then in favor of the Celtics? I mean, in favor of the Sixers. So the only reason that a sports book is going to move their line is because they're getting money from a respected better. Every better that logs into a sports book has an account number. And every sports book is tracking those account numbers. They will only move the line when an account number of a respected better puts a lot of money on a game. Not when, like, Joe Schmo is putting money on it. They don't care about it. <laughs> so uh, so how do I get a respected better? Because I feel like I'm the Joe Schmo once uh, March 11th comes. Um, respected better? Well, you have to put a lot of money on games that actually hit. And then they're going to start telling you that you can't bet anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll never to, get to that. <laughs> it's happened to a few friends of mine that they can't bet certain things. So you really have to get to a point where a sports book's like, all right, this guy might know something. <laughs> Ariel, That's you wild. talk. Oh, sorry, hold. You talk Maybe. about experiences with MLB, and you're working with former players, and and you're around so many cool people like that. What's the coolest experience you've had from your job, and and kind of what you're doing now? So the coolest moment I've had recently was I had a really cool 24 hour period, which if you told 10 year old Ariel, she would never think it happened. So my company, PointsBet, which is turning into Fanatics, uh, PointsBet last year sent me to sit courtside for the Western Conference Finals between Denver and the Lakers. 
and I sat legitimately courtside and all I had to do was post to social media about it. And I had to take an early morning flight out the next morning because on MLB Network, Pedro Martinez was co-hosting an hour long show with me, our show off base. So it was the most wild like 24 hour period where I went from sitting courtside the night before in Denver for that Western Conference final game. And then the next day flew and did an hour with Pedro Martinez who came into the makeup room while I'm getting my makeup done at MLB. And he goes, Ariel, I love your work. I've been so excited to work with you. And I'm like, what? You're excited to work with me? I'm like, dude, I took the first flight out of Denver so that I could host a show with you because I grew up hating you, but I know that you're like (laughs) the nicest person ever. I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah, how cool is that? Wow. (laughs) I'm I'm curious, Ariel. you know, you mentioned before you in baseball and football betting is a lot different. In baseball, when you're betting your K props, who are some of the pitchers that you look for and some of your favorite pitchers to bet on? So it's funny because what I actually look more for is the lineups. I don't look so much at each individual pitcher. Now, I look to a lot of the pitchers that are the three, four guys in the lineup because their strikeout prop is usually about five and a half four and a half to six and a half range. But if you're going to go for like Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole, his strikeout props nine and a half, at least on any given day. It's all about the matchup. There's going to be days where you're going to love a pitcher and that same pitcher, the next time he gets through the rotation, you're going to hate him because there are certain teams that again, each year because of lineup changes and whatnot, each year teams are either hot more or less strikeout prone But for the teams that are, let's say, more strikeout prone, you're going to go bet overs on these strikeout props. But a team that's less uh, strikeout prone, then obviously you'll bet your unders. And then there are the teams that you have to look lefty-righty splits. I'll never forget the Colorado Rockies two years ago. Lefties at Coors Field was one of my favorite strikeout props to always be fading because they were (laughs) so bad. For whatever reason, it was lefties at Coors. But then last year, when I tried to bet it the whole first half of the year, I kept losing. So I was like, all right, this trend is over. But it was something really weird in 2022 that lefties at Coors Field, when they were the opposition, they just always had a bad, they always had a bad outing. So there are just certain trends once we get like a month of numbers that I end up finding. Again, it's mostly though, it's going to be based on the lineup. The Tampa Bay Rays, they tend to strike out more against lefties than righties. It's just based on their lefty-righty splits throughout their lineup. So you've got to look to more just, like, that's what people don't understand with sports betting. They think that you always are betting on the subject. People will think, okay, LeBron James has had 40 points in back-to-back games. He must have over 22.5 points tonight. Then you really have to think, okay, but why is his prop only 22.5 if he's just had back-to-back 40-point nights? Oh, he's playing a really good defense tonight. That probably makes sense after he played two bad ones. It's those kinds of things where you have to still look at the matchup and not just the player. Mm, I fall victim to that sometimes. <laughs> I was about to so say, she's really prize picks will get right me. Now. <laughs> well, that's, Come that's on, where you, if separ- you guys are athletes. You should know that if you're going to play a really good defense one week and a really bad defense the next week, it's a totally different game. If he's very hot, true, he's hot. Shoot true. or shoot. Shoot, I will shoot. say we've we've had pretty good uh, records the last. We've been keeping our records, and we're like all above five hundred over the last like month and a half. So we're not That's doing great. too bad right now. Drew, do you have anything for? Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of like a big like NBA better. Like a lot of my props are NBA, and uh, I know you spoke about uh, you found like a niche with strikeouts. So uh, is there a niche in the NBA like a sp- specific statistic that you think you benefit a lot from? Like maybe like steals, points points, rebounds, assists, something like that? I love the rebounds plus assists market, especially when Draymond Green, just like he is tonight, gets a bottom 10 rebounding team. Draymond Green is averaging about 14 and a half rebounds plus assists in games where he's facing bottom 10 rebounding teams. And his prop was only 12 and a half today. So that's a two point differential right there. So rebounds plus assists is a fun market. Um, And then also there's a really good, it takes a lot of time when you get things like tonight where Jajante Murray is up against Utah, who is a bottom 10 defense, so they do allow a lot of assists to their opponents, you get no Trey Young now. We have a decent sample size of about eight games, 
And Murray's averaging nine assists per game, and his prop hasn't adjusted yet with an eight and a half. So those are the moments, too, where as we get injuries through the NBA, find those edges. Find that player that steps up in those situations because a player is out. And there are usually one or two players that benefit. Man, that that's a lot of <laughs> stats that go into this stuff, man. Hold on, I'm you telling you, it takes people don't realize this, and this is why there's not a lot of like people in the sports betting business because it takes so much time. It takes me about four to five hours a day of research, and then I'm only on air for like maybe an hour or two tops. I do way more research. For sure, I feel like that's what makes you successful though is literally that <laughs> yeah i mean listen like you put in what four or five days of work into a week going into game day and then you play one game so it's pretty much feels like the same thing throughout each day very true you're talking about nba i gotta ask what are your thoughts on the new york knicks i'm a beloved <laughs> knicks fan everyone on the podcast knows this i think this year's a year i got caden to put in a uh a, a futures bet for me for Jalen Brunson MVP and finals uh, to win the NBA oh, finals. God. So what are your thoughts? Oh, that's not it, a good I start. thought it was a bad bet too, but. <laughs> okay. It was a shot so, in the dark, but I have from, faith. From now on, you're just going to bet Knicks to make the playoffs because you'll at least get somewhat of a payout, but you won't be making some crazy assumption <laughs> that the Knicks are going to get hot and win an NBA finals. Mm. I didn't know this about you. I actually am really glad now I did the show because I know what your weak spot is. It's the New York Knicks, just like the Not this year. Yes, it is, because the Knicks have a head coach who just plays them all pretty much the (laughs) entire game, and now you have no players left. You have Jalen Brunson, who can't even play tonight on the second leg of a back-to-back. Mitch Robinson is out again. Julius Randle is out. OG Ananobi, who you just got, out. I mean, the whole team is out. It was so (laughs) exciting, and now they can't play because they play too much. Oh, I love Agreed. That. I mean, I, I agree 100% that he plays our starters like 40 minutes a night. But you know what? They claim that they're not that tired, that they're used to it. OG Ananobi, when he got there, they were he was asked about it like his second game he played that many. And uh, he was like, I played that much with the Raptors. I'm like, dude, no, you didn't. Like, Tom Thibodeau's <laughs> playing you guys way too much. So I, uh, Here's the thing. So- the good thing is that sports betting will be legalized in North Carolina just in time for them to bait you into betting the Knicks through the playoffs. Oh, I have to. I told Kate, and I was like, this is the first year in my life that they're decent, at, at least somewhat of a contender. And I was like, so just put a futures for them to win the finals because I would never live it down if they ended up making a run to the finals and I did not have a bet on it. That That's a fair point. Um, I, I, I wish you the best of luck. You <laughs> and New York City will be so excited if something like that happens. I mean, I had – okay, so I'm a Knicks fan, I guess but it's not my, like, number one team in the world. But if I had to root for a team, it would be the Knicks. I was actually annoyed with Knicks fans when they played the Hawks in the first round of the playoffs, and the Knicks fans were, like, celebrating in the streets outside of Penn Station, well, outside of MSG, because they, like, won a playoff game. Most of these Knicks fans are Yankees fans, which means that they know what it's like to win. Act like you've been there before. <laughs> well, if they're a Knicks fan, they have not been, unless they're 80 years old. So. <laughs> no, but like you, you are, you know what it's like to be part of a good team. If you're a New York fan, if you're a Knicks Very fan, true. you're usually a Yankees fan and a Giants fan. So you won in the last 10, well, in the last like 15, 20 years. You know what it's like to win. And yes, I know it's different for each team, but come on, it was one playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's uh, the heart of a Knicks fan. We got to celebrate as much as we can while we can because who knows uh, when it's coming next. Y'all got anything else before we let her off? Yeah, I got one more. Uh, I know sports betting legalizes, what, less than two weeks, two weeks now. And a lot of people are going to fi- try to find their niche, 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 however you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> what What is your advice on people trying to find you know, where their realm of sports betting is? How do you find that? Um what do you have to say about that? And one other thing with baseball coming up, maybe a two prong question here. How do you approach the beginning of the year? Do you take a lot from the last season or how do you approach it yourself? Yeah, two really good questions. I would say the best way to figuring out which sport you bet the best, it's going to take time. So don't 
throw all your money out there and like luckily we're seasonal right so each season comes up and you'll see okay this sport felt a little more natural this sport i did better and every year may be different however you're gonna still everyone's gonna want to bet the nfl so just tread lightly there because it's the hardest sport to bet um when it comes to like march madness which you guys will have the opportunity to bet you will see that you know you'll find certain teams or conferences that you zone in on in college sports the best thing to do at least in years past before all this conference realignment was to find a conference or two that you really wanted to zone in on instead of trying to be a genius at every single conference in college sports because that's just really tough to do um in the pros I would say, again, tread lightly and see where you can find certain markets because it may not be that, you know, betting money lines is your strength and finding underdogs is your strength, but maybe certain props could be your strength. So just try to like search through the website, search through the apps and see which bets you've had the most success betting. And you could keep track. There are a lot of different websites you can use to keep track of which bets you've been most successful at. And I just know from my tracking history that baseball has been my most successful sport to bet. And I've been betting here since it's been legalized in 2018-ish. So I have more of a sample size. So it'll take time, but get through all your seasons and then you'll see which ones you're better at and which ones you enjoy doing the most. Um, For baseball, I start the season off just like I do for any other sport. I use the numbers from last year to the best of my advantage. If there are teams that have been hit by a lot of different changes, like uh, the Dodgers getting Shohei Otani, then yeah, that's a big difference. And I'll probably stay away from teams that picked up a really big star. Same thing goes for the Yankees with Juan Soto. He changes the lineup. So stay away from the bigger teams, but go to the teams that didn't have as much change and stick with the numbers for a couple of weeks But the first few weeks of a season are always really difficult. And it's always really difficult around any trade deadline, too, and any all-star break. So when you get the week before or week after a trade deadline or all-star break, be very careful with betting, too. So what I do is early in a season and in those times, I just either decrease unit size or I'm going to just, like, bet less. So instead of betting maybe five bets a night, you bet two a night and just start and tread lightly awesome well i'm looking forward to starting baseball season tailing some of your bets so i appreciate it i'm heading out to scottsdale on a thursday night actually to go see spring training so i'll be able to give you some live updates for you oh please do (laughs) we'll get some videos of bullpens and and we'll get some insider for insider info for you who are you going to see i'm a giants fan i'm from northern california Ooh, I'm jealous. I I actually had a friend of mine who told me he went to go watch Shohei Otani and the Dodgers like a few days ago, and uh, he didn't get to watch Shohei Otani. I felt really <laughs> bad. Like you dummy, you can't fly to spring training expecting to see like a player at spring training. You're right. lucky and if, if you see anyone. If you do, it's going to be for about an inning, maybe. Yeah, exactly, one or two innings. And right. I actually have never been to spring training, so I'm jealous. Yeah, it's awesome definitely put yeah. that Ariel, i appreciate that. you uh i appreciate you joining the show i uh i'm over here working on my light i have my cell phone light now shining on me so hopefully next week our lighting's better you've, you've learned from brian bailey pretty well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i have i have a greenville goat for sure but i hey, appreciate you joining we'll uh i'll keep you up to date on our betting and then uh i might be texting you for some uh for some help here soon oh of course anytime guys thanks for having me thank yep. you see thank you, you. All right, Drew, is the lighting better or is – hey, this is raw. This is a UFL style right here. Drew, phone light away or phone light on? Uh, phone light on. All right, let's go. Boys, that was a sick interview. Um, we were definitely just about to be throwing money at random bets until we just heard all that, so hopefully the listeners feel the same way about it. Speak for yourself. I try to be be responsible about it. Funny story I should have mentioned, though, when she was on. Uh, I, I found her, like I mentioned before, watching High Heat on MLB TV. And I think she would have appreciated this. I, re- I watched it religiously every day, High Heat, High Heat. I think it came on at like 5 right after work. I was on, maybe 5 or 6. And there was one day I just I was on a streak and I was streaking and I missed her props and we were crushing it. Well, we were cru- I was crushing it off her picks, <laughs> and 
I couldn't find it on YouTube or go back on MLB app and watch it. So I DM'd her on Twitter and she responded and gave me the pics. So wow. I was oh, very appreciative. Awesome. I know. I should have told her, but awesome interview. I'm a huge fan. I didn't even realize, like she said, sometimes you feel like you're in a black hole in Greenville. Yeah. But uh, what an awesome interview. Yeah, that's fun. Good energy. Good vibes. Well, it's fun. Boys, uh, that interview, first of all, was brought to you by Anson Belts. Uh, the official belt, we say it every week, of the Holt Naylor Show, as well as ECU Athletics. Go to AnsonBelt.com for over 10,000 combinations. Holeless, micro-adjustable belt fits all seasons of life. Boys, is getting spring. We're trying to all lose weight, get that summer buds right around the corner. But we were all a little pudgy in the winter, and you know what happens with that? The belt still fits you. Anson Belts, go to AnsonBelt.com. Shout out to those guys for supporting us. Um, UFL update. Let's just go ahead and get to that. I had my first practice today. There we um, go. It was pretty well. I'm starting out, though, as – got to say a little quiet because I'm in the hotel room. I am starting out as QB4, so there's a little – right You're talking to the walk-ons here, pal. Hey, I <laughs> you just got a mountain to climb, man. I spent for sure. four years at QB4, so welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to be uh, grinding up. I did throw a 40-yard touchdown bomb today to uh, mm. Zay Winstead, which was pretty cool. So um, he's been balling, so – We'll keep you up to date on that. Obviously, like I said, the ring light, the lighting and the cameras will be way different next episode. I'm uh, grinding right now. This is like my second, third day of camp now. So it was, uh, we had to, we had to make do with uh, whatever we could. I'm I'm curious, Holden, uh, with the XFL. You said you're starting off at around QB four. I don't know if there's really depth charts yet or how that works, but like, what's the rotations like? I know there are 70 people on a team, four quarterbacks. You know. We, I think the practices I read were like seventy some minutes. Like how how off how many reps do you get and like how often do you rotate in? Yeah, so they split it up two fields or two sides of the field. So like thirty five going in, thirty five going in. Um, so there's two returners from last year and then two rookies, and they're honestly all super cool dudes. Like I've enjoyed them a lot. Um, each and one of them. Honestly, what's cool about this league, dude, is like everyone. I'll get to that question in a second, but before I forget, like everyone has like a almost comeback story now it's, it's actually pretty cool to like listen to it it's almost like you're in juco ball but of the pros like i'm not like crapping on it's just like everyone has a cool story last, like that last it's like, chance pro yeah like they really could make a documentary on super chance, cool dude, hearing people's stories but i mean like i mean we have vic beasley and marquette king on our team who are i mean all pro and wow. you know don't need to play football at all anymore they just do it because they love it and then we have guys who have been I mean, I've been cut like eight times myself, and I'm only barely a rookie. And then there's guys who have been, you know, in the league for 10 years but are trying to get back in. So just the stories in general are sick. Um, let's get back to your question. So, yeah, we split up the, the field two ways. Um, so it's two quarterbacks on each side, and the two returners get three reps, three slash four reps, and then me, the two rookies, get two reps. So it's uphill battle, but I can uh, only control what I can control and uh, show what I have. And I feel like I did today, so – practice one's done with and we'll have an update next week you gotta stack the days when you have those good days jack drew you guys know about it when you're oh, walking yeah. on you gotta stack those days so yeah i need Any to take it from you guys attention. man yeah i need <laughs> to take it from you guys now and i'm, I'm technically like the walk-on of uh of this i feel like so any advice let me know well i went to the the baseball game uh last week on sunday versus unc and i, I ran into kenny curlings our good friend oh kenny shout out to and, kenny uh, he always he, deserves a he shout said, out he said Holton's wearing 15? I said, yeah. He said, oh, I got to wait a little bit before I get my jersey. So we've got some, uh, <laughs> some incoming jerseys coming into Greenville. So Let's go. Oh, that doesn't surprise me one bit. And dude, I figured out the other day. So if I end up working my way up and you know making the team and possibly playing some and hopefully starting, game one, we play the USFL champion, the um, Birmingham Stallions, March 30th in the old Ranger stadiums where we play. It's at 12 o'clock. The Cowboy Stadium and the new Ranger Stadiums right beside us. The Rangers, who won the championship last year, opening day, six o'clock the same day. The boys so the boys got to come down. Who do they? Yeah, play that if I'm day? playing. Y'all got to come. I have no clue. I just we, I just heard that nugget the other day, and I was like, "That's pretty sick." We could probably give our good friend uh, Ariel a call, and and she could probably give us some props for that game, huh? Oh, 100%. But by that point, we're going to be the sports gamblers are going to be uh, kicking us out, not letting us yeah, uh, we'll probably be banned by then. Sports books. Yeah. <laughs> I'm planning on if you make it, fingers crossed. Don't don't let me down here, but uh 
Well, you're saying this on the pod, baby. We can I know, I'm letting you know. Easily. So if you if you've let us down, it, we won't hold it against you. But if you make the team, I want to get to that DC game in DC since it's a quick drive. I think we could all make it pretty I easily. Think, I think a large amount of Greenville will be making that one. Yeah, yeah so. I've heard that from a lot of people. Uh, Dr. Murphy, a great friend of mine, congressman, uh, friend of the show, he uh, he said he was going to get some congressmen to come down to, which would be pretty sick. Yeah, you got you got not only us depending on you, you got the U.S. Congress. So. It's, it's yeah. not even local <laughs> politics anymore, bud. We're going We're national, baby. Politics, We're bud. going national. <laughs> <laughs> We're going national with that, boy. So yeah, that's the kind of the update with that. Um, it's been fun though, dude. I, I really have enjoyed it. Um, dude, we even get some sick gear. We're getting all the rock stuff. I don't know if y'all can see this right now. Um, let me move my mic. So like the rock stuff, like blood, sweat, and respect. Sit we up got a, a ton bit. of gear. Can't. Oh, yep. There you go. Just wanted everybody to see it. Yes, sir. In the hotel, baby. Just like Juco Ball of the Pros, like Caden said. Um, <laughs> if, but no, dude, it's really been professional so far. Like, I have no complaints. Like, we definitely have the best facilities because we're this is like our home base. Um, but it's been cool, dude. Like, everyone's been super welcoming. The coaches have been cool. So, um, hopefully, I start getting more reps soon. But like I said, I'm going to control what I can control and just keep trying to show what I can do. So, you guys practice in Ranger Stadium, or is that just where the games are? No, we practice in the old stadium and we play in the old same field. We practice there. Oh. Our locker room is the old Texas Rangers locker room. Like, it's pretty sick. Yeah. That's a sick stadium. I, I remember playing MLB growing up. Yeah. I always wanted to play that backdrop. That backdrop's yeah. amazing. Um, Holton, you mentioned sweet gear, and I couldn't let this opportunity pass me. One of our good friends of the show, Madame Mesquite, we couldn't do it without them. Uh, we actually tweeted out this week a giveaway for our, our listeners on here. Uh, you got to like follow retweet and comment a question for the boys that we'll get in there in the upcoming uh next couple episodes but we're doing a giveaway a lot of sweet gear just like you'd mentioned but it's madame mesquite uh so make sure you guys go check that out on twitter and, and give a little shout out to the yes to the friends over shout there. out shout out to madame mesquite goose club they got some sick gear like he said um jack let's change it to either like or tweet like any of them and they're okay. entered into it um okay. just so we don't got to do too much we got a lot of gear they're hooking us up man um they are they've been a friend of mine for a while now pet sumner and his dad are founders of it they were actually my nil agents back in college so uh oh, wow. crazy how yeah full circle goes there and they helped us get worth um and wayne hardy law to you know sponsor the pod too so shout out those guys a great family uh great brand obviously i mean look at any of their apparel or anything like that shout out to those guys boys i'm a little jealous first of all i'm jealous because the studio still isn't fully we're, we're getting there we're getting there in the studio but i am jealous because you guys are going to pretty much i'm pretty confident that ecu baseball is going to make it to omaha this year but i am jealous first of all hopefully i could be back if they play super regionals there and i'm very jealous that y'all got to go to the carolina game or at least at jack i know you did so how was that dude they're freaking balling right now yeah the atmosphere was absolutely electric uh it was something that i will for sure remember i am a huge ecu baseball fan uh, i think the boys do a great job um today they just lost to old dominion on a walk-off home run last week a midweek loss so those things are kind of haunting them right now a little bit but i mean it's early in the year um and and like we saw last week they showed up in big games when it mattered so uh, i think those two games versus unc were very encouraging i think early in the year every team and every sports can have some kinks they got to figure out so uh, i'm looking forward to seeing the boys bounce back in the leclerc classic this weekend um but i mean special shout shout out uh, to Carter Cunningham, these past couple games he's been on fire. It's just like versus UNC was a homer. Today he got a triple. So uh, the guy's been on fire. He's he's a friend of ours. So big shout out to him and shout out to the boys for sure. And we have Southeastern's left fielder about to join us here in a few minutes. Yeah. So uh, that'll be fun. So that'll be fun. Um, ECU basketball. Um, they're gonna win the conference championship. I still have them on in the tournament. I still have the. The uh, futures, so I believe, Kate, I know you're over there puffing and huffing over there, but uh, I, I believe. I bet ECU basketball, I, I they were like 7-0 and versus teams that had a, like, in their half of the conference, like, mm-hmm. that lower half of the yeah. conference, they played right, so you take the statistics, and you look at that, so I took it, and what they do? Laid an egg. Laid an egg against Rice, so 
embarrassing loss for me personally as a pirate fan that did suck because we thought that like i mentioned a lot of these games in this conference is 50 50 like i always mention so as a personal for my finances that one sucked for a little blow and then uh yeah pirates just bad loss but hopefully we'll bounce back pretty exciting game this week against memphis so mm. penny hardaway yeah. and his guys i know they're they're having a pretty good year it's not the year like they wanted but it's a it's a tough com- conference. So Memphis is a good team. They're not in the top like we everyone expected this year, but it should be still a fun matchup to come in. They started off pretty hot, honestly. Like they started off really well. Um, but yeah, we'll just keep you updated. You guys updated on that and our thoughts on all of that. Obviously, um, with spring football kind of starting soon, we'll keep you updated on anything we're hearing there and any reviews that you guys want to hear. Just tweet at us at Holt Ehlers Show. Um, boys best bets we heard ariel hopefully we uh listen to her in some of these best bets but before we get to that uh my best bets this week are going to be brought to you by wayne hardy law if you're in a car accident or anything in between they will help you out and help you and your family out treat you like family that's the wayne hardy difference but call 1-800-INJURED for wayne hardy law shout out to you guys um and we appreciate you you wayne hardy law we appreciate y'all and now uh okay start off with your bets and then we'll go from there so this week uh Last week, recap last week, technically I went two and one, but you guys said I could only have two games, not three games. So we dropped the South Florida game, and I took that loss. So that was sad, but I'm going back to basketball, college basketball. That's where I'm staying at, like Ariel said. Stay with with what you know, and right. I feel like I have a couple conferences here that I know. I feel like I know the American, even though I lost the last American game. The Big 12, the Mountain West, but I'm actually going to – flip it this i haven't bet a 10 basketball this year but i kind of like this matchup friday night uh number 21 dayton's going to Loyola chicago the fighting sister jeans mm. she's 104 years old Do yeah you guys they, know that? they actually beat the wolf pack when i was there i know i have beef with sister jeans i was curious if she was still alive and i, I saw she was 104 so congrats to her that's impressive but both these teams are having super fantastic season uh Loyola is tied for first in the a10 Dayton's in third with a twenty-one and five record. Mm. Third place with a twenty-one and five record, and they're ranked the only team ranked in the competitive conference. conference. I know, but both these teams are fairly balanced on the stat sheet. They both are bottom half of possession teams, so a lot of half-court basketball. It's going to be a lot of slow paced. But you know what? You're not going to see a lot of points. And what I like about this game, and what I like Loyola Chicago for, is Dayton is five and four on the road. They only have five losses, but are five and four on the road. And Loyola Chicago is 13-2 and two at home this year. Mm. So, like I always say, college basketball, conference style, you're never going to win. It's hard. You're not never, but it's hard to win on the road. Right. Uh, Dayton as well, top 25 scoring efficiency. But Loyola Chicago, top 25 defensive efficiency. Ariel would like that. Yeah, top yeah. 25 <laughs> defensive efficiency. So, you mash it together. They're, Dayton's on the road. Home at Loyola Chicago. Defenses win championships, yep. regular season championships, mm-hmm. and you don't win on the road in conference college basketball. Give me the fighting sister jeans with okay. the spread. I think they'll be the underdog, too. I don't know. That's plus money, baby. Calling this on a Wednesday night, I don't know where it's going to fall. Right. But I, I like it. I think it might be plus points, but I, I really feel confident about this. Second pick, I'm going to keep it super short for you guys. I caught it last week. It wasn't an official play. South Florida, they're the legit American team this year. They're my second favorite team in the American. I know everyone's going to boo me about this. I like their basketball team. They're fun to watch. Uh, that, Like I said before, that 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 Kaysen Pryor, he's a funny dude to watch. But they're playing against our local community college in Charlotte yep. on the road. I know, don't bet road basketball teams. Yeah. But this local community college, I think they've peaked this year. They're on the downtrend. And South Florida has been going nuts. I think they're going to continue to go nuts, at least until the conference. Give me South Florida on the road. I like that. That was good. You know, I feel like every time you've gone against your don't bet against the road team or bet against the road team, you all, it always kind of bites you. No, not true. Houston this past week, they're on the road. I, I won that one against Baylor, so that was a good one. <laughs> I lost the uh, the ECU one, but if we would have counted South Florida, they were at home. Right, right, that would have right. won. So 2-1 and is not bad. <laughs> For sure. Well, I'll tell you, Caden. I um, I don't know, man. I don't. I I, I bet against USF. Um, I think two weeks ago I went like one and one the last like two weeks, and I bet against USF and lost. Um, so it's funny that we have this literally the same bet because I'm doing the same game, except I'm taking 
my favorite community college in North Carolina, UNC Charlotte. I was at the UNC Charlotte versus um, ECU game, and I was very, very impressed. I remember texting you guys. I was pretty upset. I sh- talked about it on the show. Um, they are that environment's going to be absurd, and it's a big, it's a big time game. They have a couple dudes Charlotte does that can score the basketball. They have legit big men. Uh, they have a, a a four guard that is a six eight six nine kid that can play in the paint and go and shoot the three. So I'm gonna take Charlotte money line versus South Florida. It might be plus money. Who who knows? I don't know how it is, but um, South Florida is hot. Shout out to their coach, first year coach. But I'm taking Charlotte money line, like I said. And then my next one, um, let me look at my whiteboard. Friday. Celtics, Mavs at Celtics. Look, the Celtics are like 45 and 12. They barely lose at home. They just bodied my Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Yes, my Knicks are are beat up. But Jason Tatum, uh, all the guys on that team, Porzingis came over from the Knicks. Like this team is as complete as a team as they are in the, as any team in the NBA. Um, they're really the team that scares me with the Knicks um, in the playoffs, especially in the East. If the Knicks get the four seed, they're going to have to play uh, at uh, what in Boston? I guess I can't even think of the name of their uh, place right now. But so hopefully that doesn't happen. I'm going to take Boston spread versus Mavs on Friday. It's funny that you always pick college basketball against me, but I'm I'm looking forward to being in the group chat and, and kind of hearing the the back and forth between you two whenever that game's being played. I I, I think my not my but I'm to, this week they're going to be my USF Bulls. They're battle tested. And one game I want to point to, you know, they're they're in a tough environment, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear it. They beat number 10 Memphis on the road. Mm. So I think You were just talking are, about how bad Memphis was, though. So no, that I, doesn't even make sense. I, I said they're not not, not as good as they normally tell, guys. Uh, Oh, my. <laughs> they beat number 10 Memphis after five minutes ago. Memphis isn't that good this year, guys. I don't think and, Memphis uh, is ranked anymore, actually. But <laughs> No, they're not. They, they did start off really hot, but that win doesn't mean much anymore, so. Um, we'll see. We'll see. You got Jack, yeah, Jack you're up. I'll, I'll go ahead and go. Uh, knock on wood. Don't want to jinx myself, but in the last four weeks, I've been seven and one. Mm. So Ooh. you can you can say that I've had your back, and that is why my picks this week are sponsored by Worth Chiropractic. You call one eight hundred Back Doc. They'll get you right. Whether uh, you know it's a sporting event or just you wake up and your mm, mattress did you wrong a little bit last night, <laughs> they will get you right. And not to mention, I mentioned on a previous show, I drive by there almost every day when I'm going to rehab. The building, it just looks like an establishment that you want to go to. It looks like a great building, and I know on the people inside, they'll take better care of you than the, the building looks. So 1-800-BACKDOC. Check them out. Now, on to my picks. You mentioned this with yours, Caden. You said, Ariel, shout out. I'm going to do what I know about, right? I'm going to do what steered me in the right direction. That's why both my picks this week, I'm going NHL. They've steered uh, me in the right direction ever since I started before, taking them. Before you say it, is it? please tell me you're not continuing the Kane. He's ladder. taking Kane's money line, 100%. I'm only doing one for okay. that. So my first one is Carolina Hurricanes money line versus the Winnipeg Jets, who okay. are a very good hockey club. It should be plus money. The line's not out yet. That's on Saturday at 12.30 p.m. in Raleigh at PNC Arena. So that's plus money. That's going to be a good one right there. My second one is Colorado Avalanche money line at Nashville versus the Predators on Saturday at 6 p.m. in Nashville. Those are two more evenly matched teams. Um, and similar to kind of what you're saying about college basketball, hockey environments are pretty dangerous. Uh, so the home team usually kind of gets the nod there if it's an even team. So I'm going Hurricanes money line and Colorado Avalanche money line both on Saturday. Are you undefeated in the NHL right now? Yes. Wow. Yeah, That's impressive. I, I picked but this the is upset your... at the Canes at the Vegas Golden Knights, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. That is this nice. your first bet that's not a Canes bet, though? Yes, I believe so. And I like the Canes bet because I've never even heard of the Winnipeg Jets. They're, so, they're good, uh, I guess. Are they? Yeah, we'll they're see. good this year. Drew, who do you got? All right. Um, I had a bad week two weeks ago. Came back, went 2-0, and just like how I normally do. So I'm I'm planning to redo that again. So uh, both of my picks are for Saturday, and it's a little risky because I'm doing two unders on juggernauts of 
players. So I'm going Giannis under on 49 points, rebounds, assists. And the reason I'm doing that is because he's coming off a back-to-back game. So obviously we know how back-to-backs can be as just athletes in general. And power forwards after back-to-backs have never gone over 47 PRA. That might be incorrect, but it is a crazy stat. And uh, I talked to Jack about it yesterday. Uh, Sabonis was on a streak, and he had a back-to-back and did not even get over 40 points, rebounds, assists. So I think Giannis under on 49 because his line is already astronomical as it is. So I think that's going to be hard for him to get. And then my next one is Curry under on 10 points, rebounds, assists. Well, 10 rebounds, assists, not points, rebounds, assists. <laughs> yeah, but um, so Chris Paul's coming back into the lineup. So uh, I think that's going to take a lot of Curry's ball handling out. I think he's going to be playing a lot of off-ball. And when you play a lot of off-ball, that takes away your assists. So um, I think Chris Paul is probably going to be playing point when he's on the court. So that moves Curry to the two. So um, I think his assists will drop. He's been pretty crazy with assists, higher than he typically is. So um, I think 10's a little high. And uh, he's never been much of a rebounder to begin with. So um, I'm going to do what Ariel said and uh, go with the rebounds assist mark and uh, go under on on Curry. It's a shame that Drew went that whole interview and didn't tell Ariel his nickname. She's the prop queen. We have the the prop king in here. So dang, I didn't even want to try to like collab one day. You didn't want to rizzer up. <laughs> nah, I just don't you even want to rizzer up. <laughs> just I know how it is. Guys. I'm, I'm nowhere close to as good as she is. So I didn't even want to put myself in the same category of what she is as a. Kaden <laughs> like that one. Hey, one day, Drew. It'd be a shame if he did. <laughs> <laughs> we uh. Boys, it's been fun. Um, look, I mean, Drew's just killing on the producing time, side. It is jungle fever time. So we're going to cut to that. Um, Gray Roulette from southeastern Louisiana is on the other line. Jack, introduce it. Uh, kind of tell us what we're about and uh, who we're talking with. Yeah, welcome to Jungle Fever. Uh, every week we have the left fielder coming on from an opposing team. Um, just kind of ask them how their team's been doing, how their season's gone, how they've done personally, and, and what their expectations are coming up for their game in Greenville. Uh, so today we have Southeastern Louisiana's left fielder, number 31, Gray Roulette. He's 6'5", 210 pounds, junior from Keller, Texas. He plays infield and outfield. Uh, just transferred in this past season from Northwestern State, also in Louisiana. Uh, you guys got a 4-3 and three record this year. Gray, how you doing? How the boys doing? Well, I'm doing good. The, today we got a little off day, so all the boys were just chilling by the pool and just getting some sun, hanging out. Love it. What's really, what's really stunk about this year is mo- the mo- majority of our games, we've had the wind blown in. And it's kind of, I mean, y- y'all know how it goes with baseball, the wind blowing in. Once you get that ball in the air, it, it don't go nowhere. So that's kind of been hurting us a little bit. But everything besides that, I mean, I, I think we got a special team this year. And all the boys, I mean, they since coming in here from uh, Northwestern, I mean, this team, I love this team. And I think I think it's going to be a heck of a year for us. But, you know, we just got to – it's baby steps, baby steps we got to take. Hanging out by the pool today. What's the temperature down there? Dude, right now it's it's pretty warm. It's I, I want to say it's upper 80s right now. Mm. Not yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm in uh I'm in Texas right now and it's like 85, so I, I feel you, dude. No, it, it feels really good. I mean, it was nice cuz last week we were all bundled up with sleeves and everything. And now it's I mean, there's not a cloud in the sky. Yeah, Gary, I mean, Gary, have you uh have you heard about the jungle at all? And if so, what have you heard? Have you done any research? And uh, tell us what you know about the jungle. Uh, I mean, dude, really, I really don't know much. I remember in the in the summer when I entered the transfer portal, I was kind of looking at y'all's page and just looking at different colleges. And, I mean, I really don't know much about y'all's field. The only thing that I've heard is I've heard with y'all's field that the, the stands and everything is right on top of the players. Right. That's what heard about y'all i mean honestly that's that's about it yeah so the jungle uh it's primarily left field but basically all around the outfield it's like a little grass hill um and specifically we've got a group out there called the left field megaphones um most of the time they're cheering for our team occasionally uh they like to have fun with the opposing team's outfielders um definitely more of a respectful group obviously um 
but yeah, the environment in Greenville is pretty crazy for baseball. The fans, the students, they all love it. Unfortunately, you will be coming over spring break. Uh, so I know a lot of the loyal fans in Greenville will be here. I don't know about the students and what kind of outcome you'll get from there. But uh, this past Sunday, we or yeah, it was Sunday, we had a, a series with Chapel Hill. It was like a home and away series. And we broke our attendance record that Sunday. And it was just a crazy environment. So I think you'll definitely have a lot of fun uh, visiting Greenville and playing in this tournament. No, I'm excited for it. And I saw on uh, – I can't remember if it was ESPN or some social media account, but I saw a video of the outfield and the left field with how close y'all were. And it got, it got me excited. I'm I'm really excited for it. Speaking of environments, what's kind of the best environment you've played in so far on your college career? Uh, I mean, so far it's – I mean, Southeastern, the school I just transferred, transferred to and playing with now, obviously, they were uh, – Last year they were they were pretty hard on me. I mean they they said some stuff where I kind of thought twice about it and gave them a gave them a double look. But uh, <laughs> I mean th- this is w- one of the prime schools and what's that school? Um, man, the Raging Cages they were they were pretty tough as well. Louisiana, kind of LSU yeah. for a while, but it w- it wasn't nothing too crazy. There was just a crazy load of people there. What is your uh, what's your goals going into this weekend? Um, obviously, you know ECU is one of the top ranked teams in the country. Uh, they got a really good team. You guys, uh, you know, like you said, have kind of had you know an up and down season so far. What are your goals going into the season? I mean, dude, honestly, right now it's just having fun because I mean I've got this year and next year, so I'm just trying to make the most out of it. And every little experience I get, just try to soak in all the moments and not not get down on anything and just have fun i mean that's pretty much everything i'm thinking of right now love it for sure dude hey uh boys drew cut to me this is uh garrett mcginn just got me some um some deodorant (laughs) from from target so (laughs) sorry i keep going jack i want to show the ecu fans oh uh well basically we usually ask on twitter just kind of like with the upcoming interview if anyone has any questions or anything uh, and kind of a popular thing is just the right fielders, uh, they call it rowdy and right over there. They want to let you know that, you know, a lot of the time it's it's just respectful, genuine kind of uh, smack talking and just kind of fun interactions. Occasionally you'll get that, that 5% of, of drunk students out there saying some things. So uh, they want to let you know, obviously, it's from a good place when they're talking to you. Um, the second question, though, is a little kind of rowdy. You can choose to answer this if you'd like, uh, but when you go to a place like ECU to play ball, where you're where they're known for partying and having great women, are you and your close friends on the team swiping on Tinder? Are you guys locked in? Like, what's the vibes like in the hotel, especially when you're coming for a spring break weekend tournament? I think we can. I think I think for all the boys' sake, I think we can all answer that one on our own. Respect that. Caden, <laughs> yeah. Caden was telling me. I'm not going to give out names, but it's a, I mean, it's a handful. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's a dog eat dog world around. out there. Yeah, just you know, joking around, just seeing what's out there. I, I oh, was that sure. way when we traveled. Before I met my my girlfriend, I was that way. I was always swiping to see what were the what was the prospects like in the the opposing territory. So <laughs> don't don't Can't you we... have a stat for his school? Yeah, I noticed your school. I probably been swiping if we would ever played you guys. I saw sixty four percent women that go to southeastern Louisiana. I thought it was a crazy statistic. You're almost out there. What seven seven to one? Yeah. Were you uh were you like a, a early transfer? So did you have the fall semester out there? So I transferred right after my sophomore season. So the sophomore summer at the beginning of it when I entered the transfer portal. And then, because our head coach Bobby Barrier, he just uh, he became the head coach as well at Southeastern. So, so you followed him. him. Yeah. So me and two other players followed him as well. Okay, I was gonna ask why you why you went to a school that was was kind of rough on you on your initial visit. I mean, the passion, I guess, would be a reason to go. But isn't yeah. it also a rivalry? I didn't even know if I said that right. Rivalry. <laughs> uh, I mean. Not really. I mean, okay. if, if it is, I really haven't heard anything. But I know that Northwestern and SFA—that's a big old rivalry. But gotcha. I don't think anything between Southeastern and Northwestern. 
Gray, I've got one more question, and then we'll see if any of the other guys have any. But on a tournament like this where you're coming in, you got Purdue, you got Cal State Fullerton, you got East Carolina. Uh, obviously, you guys, you've got great competition. What are things like you're looking to take away? Is it not so much the record that you walk out of here with versus the experience uh, that could help you out later down the road when you're competing for a conference championship? Or obviously, I mean, I think every competitor is going out there to win. But uh, what are things like you're looking to come out of this weekend with? Honestly, just I mean, having fun and, like I said, and getting prepped for conference. I mean, it's good. it's going to be a tough weekend, and we all know that. But I mean, we're gonna we're gonna make the most out of it. We're gonna have fun. We're not gonna get down. Like I said, on anything that happens, we're I mean, we're just gonna have the high confidence like we have as a team and have fun with it. You know, we don't we're not gonna we don't really look. We don't care too much about the record or anything like that right so we, we never look at stats or anything but it's just looking to have fun and honestly i'm really excited being being that type of environment i've always thought it's been a fun time going to like a different school and then hearing what their student section have to say i've always thought it's been a fun experience because i know a lot of people don't get to have it being right that's part of the reason you play exactly and we had a we played a school our midweek that we played see there were I mean, they, their student section was all right, but it wasn't. It wasn't even good chirps. It was just they were just pretty much cussing at us, and it was just hate like, to see it. Yeah, I was like, it, it would have been something if y'all had good chirps, but y'all are mainly just sitting here cussing at us. So, right, it wasn't much. What's the best chirps uh, that student uh, student sections or fan bases got, came at you so far with? I mean, dude, not, not nothing too much. Last year, I did get called. Uh, I'll dude, say it now. Hey, <laughs> you can say it, man. Actually, I can't. I can't remember what it was. It was. It was something out of pocket, and it was just something so random. Uh, actually, I, I wish I could tell you about. It. I can't even think what it was. It was just something so out of pocket. It just. It made me rethink what what I was doing in the moment. Gray, you're a six five, two hundred and ten pounder from Texas. You got any good nicknames? I mean, just looking at that, like we could use you on the football team over here. Get you an outside uh, linebacker or something. Here's the, so growing up, so I grew up in uh, North Texas, right outside of uh, pretty much Dallas and Fort Worth. Yep. And I mean, I know you are going to give me shit for this, and I'm excited to hear it whenever I go out there. But my uh, my name around here, and all all three years that I've been in college, that has been uh, Big Corn has always been my nickname. Big Corn. Big, Big Corn. corn? Big, Big Corn. corn. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's, I, well, you should get that one to yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's just a it's a fitting nickname that everyone's just called me, and it's, it fits so well. And I enjoy, I mean, I enjoy it. So it's just always stuck. Hey, well, we're gonna roll with it now. I, uh, dude, so I'm in Dallas right now, playing for the Arlington Renegades. Do you have any spots uh, that I should just try out in my off time? Shoot, so you're in Arlington. Do you know where? Uh, have y'all ever heard of the Stockyards before? I, dude, I got here like four days ago, so I have not. Shoot. So, my friend goes to TCU. Fun. He's had some good times there. Oh yeah, no. Forward's a Forward's a fun time because I'm shoot. Growing up in Keller, I was only twenty thirty minutes away from there, so I wasn't too far. But I, I mean, I really don't know any spots around the Arlington area, just because I didn't go much there. For sure, for sure. Hey, dude, appreciate you for joining. Good luck this week, uh, boys. Y'all got any other questions? No, we'll, uh, I'll reach out to you. I'll send you a text, and we'll get you some gear and stuff, too, we, with one of our sponsors. All right, perfect, dude. It sounds awesome. All right, so appreciate sure, it, appreciate man. It. Good luck. See you, brother. Big corn, guys. What an interview. Uh, I'm really lo- enjoying that segment right there. I was going to say loving it. I am loving it. Um, so, Jungle fans out there, make sure you take care of our guy during that, that tournament. Maybe slip him a couple hot dogs between games or something. Show him that Southern hospitality that we got in North Carolina, barbecue sandwiches and all. Boys, what'd you think? He's a big dude, so he's gonna need a few sandwiches. Six foot five, two fifteen. Like that's that's big corn, good. big line, big text. Yeah. We call him big text. Big text. What we need to call him. But uh, I looked at his Instagram. I don't know if you checked it out. Yeah, I think yeah. you did, Jack. He's a hunter. Yeah, we were talking. So about like, that. if we get him a nice barbecue sandwich or yeah. just a nice hot dog or something, he gets a nice kill because he Maybe he goes after some something. big animals. He yeah. might send us something and take care of us. So. Yeah. Jungle, make sure you take care of that guy. He's he's a big dude. He needs a lot of food, but he might return the favor eventually. Great guy. Nice guy. <laughs> yeah, boys. Well, it's been fun. Um, 
We're going on the road, man. I feel like I'm on the road. I miss you guys. I miss being in the studio with you guys. I'm going to get emotional over here. Yes. Yeah, dude. I feel like you've been gone for a while. Make sure you give our uh, our ops guy some love over here, Holt. Yes. Shout out. I'm thank you. I'm glad you did that. Shout out to Sam, the intern slash roommate. We don't. We were like Sam. We're gonna call you an intern. Utility he, guy. He was my roommate. He's yeah, utility guy. He's a glue guy. He keeps the uh, keeps the show together. So shout out to Sam, the studio, and before this, when we were doing it in my house. Dude did everything. So uh, shout out to Sam. He's a huge part of our show. And uh, thank you, Sam. Tech support. Thanks for saying Sam. that, Jack. Yep. Thanks, yeah. Sam. Yeah. Um, well, boys, that was fun. Uh, you know, next week, hopefully my setup is a little bit better, but we're going to continue to work on it. Uh, this is, Hey, we're going to be authentic. This is a people show and I'm not going to hide whatever we were doing. I know I showed Garrett on a few minutes ago or prior to the show during big text interview or big corns interview, but, um, no Henderson's my roommate. He is currently not in the room or I would show him, but, uh, we'll get him on next week. Big, ba- is that Baby Shaq? Is that what we call No Henderson? Yes, sir. Baby Shaq. Yes, <laughs> all, sir. The nickna- all the nicknames today. I got Big Corn, Baby Shaq. <laughs> Prop King. Sure. Riz Prop Man Queen. Drew. Prop King. We got a lot of things. <laughs> Hopefully next fun. week uh, we'll have an update for the room. It's kind of bland right yeah, now. Some but decor in here. We'll see. We'll get some jerseys up, some Decor. TVs. Yeah, we're, uh, we're fighting the good fight, boys. But, hey, we'll see you next time. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, episode 8, it's flying by. Uh, we'll see you next time.